So we're all drinking. Yes. Fact. Yes. And um, Christmas is over. 2016 is almost will over. Be, will be over yes. by the time you hear this listener. Thank God. Yeah. Thank <laughs> the stars. How many more the people? The nine divines. I don't the know. Nine. I don't want to. I don't want to test the universe with that question. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher and her mother. Yeah. Worst uh, thing that's happened in the past week. Insane. But um. Yeah. I don't know where to go from there. I'll, I'll tell you where we'll go. Uh, we are down one, but actually not down one. Josh isn't a person this week. Jo- Josh is a bastard. <laughs> we and try as we might. We could not coordinate. He he was this was the most unsimon like Josh Simon of twenty sixteen. Yes. <laughs> again, it's just it's a it's a byproduct of twenty sixteen. So here we are again yeah, with yeah. we have Mr. Yodi, aka Cody, here with us today. Yes. Disappointment and mediocrity once again. Yep. Welcome back, Cody. And also you are banned forever by bringing up the same joke every time you've been on. Of course. Because <laughs> we love repeating jokes on the two V one podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely. I I think I ban them every time. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, did we introduce this? Now, now I'm all thrown no, off. No, no, we, is... we have the only thing that we're missing before you do the official introduction is it has to be a something cast. It's and a something the cast. Thing, the problem is we haven't really had a, a theme up to up to this point. No, no, we had audio issues. Yeah, and um, 2016 is over. I don't know. New Year cast. New New Year cast. It, Happy New Year. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not really, it's not very punny, but that's all we have. So no, it isn't. Um, impromptu cast, mm-hmm. sort of. Uh, that works. So Christmas time means traveling for me and Alex. Yep. Not Cody. So that means not a lot of time to play games. Yes. Um. <laughs> so. I left Atlanta on December 22nd, and I'm not going back till January 2nd. So, yeah, I haven't gotten to play anything except Chrono Trigger on DS because that's like a y- multiple-year-long project for me. You returned to that. And, yeah. Uh, actually, real you, quick yeah, quick thing about Chrono Trigger. I've, were you able to pick it back up is what I want to know. I was, and I've come to a very strange conclusion about it. I never, never look forward to playing it, but... When I'm playing it, it's really awesome. It's one of those. It's really uh, weird. Because I know we had that discussion often in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think Assassin's Creed was one of the series for you specifically. Yeah, I'm sure. Where like, or, or not even really Creed, but just in general, you would say, I don't feel like starting it, but once I start it, I love it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's more. Yeah. Can, do you have any that, examples? That's... Well, actually, Assassin's Creed is a perfect example that every totally. time it came out, it was, oh, my God, I don't want to play this. I have to play another Creed. But I feel obligated. Yeah. And then by the time I'm 
midway through it, I'm loving Enthralled. it. Enthralled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I have found out that Chrono Trigger is one of those games for me. But uh, I, I'm happy to be reviving my DS Lite again because I, I sent you guys a snap. I bought Castlevania Portrait of Ruin because I still have to play Portrait oh. of Ruin and Dawn of Sorrow. So both of those will come. Uh, those will be on the podcast at some point in 2017. Yeah, I still haven't played the DS ones. I kind of forgot. The only one either. I talked to uh, talked about on the podcast eons ago was Order of Ecclesia because I did play yeah. that one and that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, by the way, speaking of video games, you still never did the introduction. No, I didn't. This is the 2v1 <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm Nick, Love and it. this week we're not joined by Josh because we hate him and he's fired. <laughs> uh, don't come back. Just kidding. Nick, remember when you banned the fired joke? Just kidding. <laughs> You're not fired, <laughs> but don't come back. <laughs> also, I'm joined by... Alex, as usual, and our friend Cody, as we already introduced, but there's the introduction. Thank you, Cody. Formalities aside, 2017 is a new year. Chrono Trigger is an old game <laughs> that I never finished. <laughs> yep. I, I never finished Chrono Trigger, and I will probably never go back because it is really hard for me to start RPGs up again. Yeah, without if you have the time invested and then you took too much time off that you can't get back in, but you're like, oh, what about all that time I put in? And yeah, yeah, it's hard. I got yep. decently far as, as far as I understand. I I probably don't really know, but I got decently far into that game. I got to the point where you fight Magus the first time. Yeah, that was a little while ago for me. But the thing is, if you oh, if well, if, the thing is, if you're not worried about doing everything, seeing all the endings, all you know, all that's like oh, well, I don't know about any of exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. I can remember my brother telling me he put eighty hours into that game. I yeah. I have I think sixteen or seventeen, and I'm getting there. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna finish it in I don't know, uh, probably twenty or twenty five, something like that. Are we are we talking about the same point where you get the frog guy? And oh, I've had frog forever. Fairly quickly, or maybe not quickly after that, you fight Magus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm okay. that's that's a decent bit behind. I say a decent bit, a couple hours probably. That's the time. last bit I remember. So, damn. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I really like that game. Holy shit, it is a classic for a reason. Yeah, but totally. Um, I just don't know that I'll ever finish it. Yeah, which. Sorry. I, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, honestly, Nick, that's the main reason I'm making time for it. Because it's like, well, you know, it's Chrono Trigger. So I put the yeah, time in. I'll finish it. It's. I started Final Fantasy 3, got pretty far into it. Started Final Fantasy 4, got pretty far into it. Will never finish either of those yeah. games. Well, yeah. hopefully with that anthology coming out, that's that's going to make it more accessible for a lot of people. I myself do, included. I do want to play the original versions, which I hope is what that anthology is right. because final fantasy three and four were kind of similar styles with 3d models and everything and it looked bad and i'd rather just play the sprite versions and maybe enjoy that better yeah mm -hmm. so we'll see i i am looking forward to that anthology thing though for sure i want to play six six is supposed to be six. one of the best yes yeah six the surprisingly six is one yeah. of the best were you going to say something, Yodi? I think the only... So I've only ever played a couple Final Fantasies. I played seven up until the point that Ares died. Spoiler alert. 
Um, yeah. Wow, way to ruin the game. Yeah. <laughs> like we already covered later. that in one of the episodes, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, I got to that point because I had no idea that was going to happen. And then it happened. I was like, all right, well, I'm done playing forever. Wow. Because uh, <laughs> you, you invested in her? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the worst. And I think I am critical of Final Fantasy VII. I think that was a horrible call gameplay it, uh, I'm pretty sure it happens in Chrono Trigger. I'm oh, really? Sh- I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think uh, my guess is it's Marley or whatever her name is, so I haven't touched uh, her. Yeah, I don't I don't remember because I didn't get that yeah, far. My, so and I, and I didn't either, but my brother gave me a heads up. He was like, he didn't say anything explicitly. He's like, don't worry about her. And I was like... Okay. Now, that seems significantly more egregious than Final Fantasy VII because Ares doesn't... or Ar- Is it? Okay, Ares? I, I actually can Ares? clear this up. Are you ready? Aerith? The actual, actual name is Aerith, T-H. With a T-H. I do not say it. That is for purists, and I might make some enemies here, I'm sorry, like elitist gamers who are like, oh, listen, Aerith with an S was a typo. It was literally lost in translation from Japanese to English, but it doesn't change the fact that that's what shipped with the North American copy. Like, that's right. That's the American version. That's all. So I say Eris. America. It's <laughs> it's it's technically Aerith. Um and everybody should just say what they want and not fear criticism because that's what I do. <laughs> I always said Eris. Yeah, that, cuz that's so, what we grew up with. That's all. So Cody is wrong. She <laughs> okay. is not the god of war. But <laughs> I I think she died. I think she died relatively early in final yeah. fantasy 7 yeah she like, died at the end of disc one if you yeah so that's like version. nothing yeah exactly it's, especially considering you spend so much time with you know late game stuff on on the third disc but i can remember Pot- potentially you spend yeah, so much time on my zillion playthrough of that game just to say that i could do it i actually put a little bit of effort into her and got her great gospel final limit break just because I was like, I just want to do this because I'm such a fanatic for the game. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I invested all all that into her and then it's like, oh, Sephiroth, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but that was... But uh, just to see it. Yeah, exactly. And say that I did it. But this was a... This was a fun little tangent we went down. Final Fantasy cast. Yeah. Um, I had, <laughs> I, I actually had a tiny little nothing news story about an announcement for an announcement that I just want to mention real quick because okay. it's weirdly on topic. Yeah. I didn't expect to talk about Final Fantasy, but uh, though I did get Final Fantasy 15, I did not oh, nice. yet. But um, I'm looking forward to it. But the little news story is the original creator of the series, and I didn't write his name down because whatever. Um, <laughs> he started. He split off and did another studio called Mistwalker. That's Lost Odyssey, which, which is Lost Odyssey. Yeah, yes, which is why I was bringing it up because it's relevant to us. But uh, he is apparently announcing a new game next year. So I don't think they've done anything since Lost Odyssey, unless it was like weird niche stuff here's that the, I haven't paid attention. Here's to. my only question, and I'm going to check this as I'm saying it. Uh, Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon was prior to Lost Odyssey, I thought. I didn't thought. know that. Yeah, I thought it was the first from them. But um, I just wanted to mention that because Lost Odyssey was free. It will not be anymore. And Alex and I both love that game a whole lot. So I'm excited about that. I'm curious what he'll do next. Yeah, or definitely. come up with next. Uh, but. Speaking of, listener and friend Yaley confirmed for me 
in person here over the holidays, uh, how much he appreciates when we do those announcements. So we got to stay on top of those. Oh, like the free stuff? Yeah, because he <clears throat> he's always trying to get rid of stuff, and now he has a permanent copy of Lost Odyssey forever, and he doesn't have to worry about his game. So he was oh, thrilled man. with that. Mm. So That is such a good game. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. And, you know, another thing that I, I sort of wanted to do, and I guess maybe we'll have to wait for the next episode because Josh isn't here. Were we, were we going to talk about our Game of the Year lists? We, can, we should definitely mention them. Okay, yes. So I'll let you take that. They are available at 2v1podcast.com. Uh, all three of them will be up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was not, well, not necessarily surprised, but I will call Josh out because he's not here to defend himself. But did, not have, <laughs> did not have Dark Souls 3 on his list, which I believe if we go back and listen, he was rather positive about. So Definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let him, we'll leave it at that and we'll let him defend himself when he returns. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which... He probably won't. And then tear it forget. down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, our lists are there. Uh, I haven't seen Alex's yet as of recording. So he has, he has ideas, I, but I'm waiting I, for I also reveal. spent way too much time writing mine and thought it was a lot shorter than it was. So if you read mine, thank you. Um, calling out Josh again, he copped out a bit and didn't necessarily rank his. <laughs> until the top five but that's fine because game of the year lists are really stupid and frivolous and fun and that's I, the only reason we do them i can speak to both of those uh, things first of all you saying that yours is long and whatever um anybody who has read mine in the past and all of our old ones are available if, if people are interested um i put a lot of time and effort into mine just first of all i love writing and when i when you get me started about something i'm passionate about there's just no stopping me so the, the previous two years that I have done, it's the same thing as Nick said. They're very long and loquacious and whatnot. But this time, I, I start mine off saying I'm trying to keep it brief. And it's even though I'm still pretty detailed, it's briefer than the other ones. And then um, along the lines of the second thing that you said about not ranking some of them, I totally get that because I'll just oh, tell, yeah. I'll tell anybody straight up, my numbers, 6 through 10, you can sort of put them in any order. You know what I mean? 1 through yeah. 5, I'm, I am ranking them pretty strictly. But, like, after that, it's like, you know, it's just a list. I'm just being an ass. Yeah. And also, I spent way too much time, in general, thinking about top 20. Yeah. Because I <laughs> yeah. did my own video series for that. Yep. Which, holy shit, that was an undertaking I will probably never do again. Uh-huh. But you can see my top 20 at 2v1podcast.com because yes. I did 10 videos for the other ones. But, uh, yeah, like, ranking all of that, yeah, it probably doesn't necessarily mean anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and and furthermore, like, I, I another rule for me that I did, because, you know, I'm not going to lie, a lot of times you and Josh do some trailblazing for me, and I'll play the same games, but it's afterward, and I don't like to beat a dead horse, you know, reopen topics that we've sort of yeah. already closed. And um, so as a result... I, I at the bottom of my list, I have sort of a backlog honorable mention section where I mention some of that stuff. But that's pretty common. Yeah, like mm -hmm. bottom line is, I'm not technically. I played Witcher three this year. I'm not going to put it at number one because we have beat that to death. And yeah. both of you guys had that as your game, you know. So it's just that's a sort of a little grain of salt you can take mine with. That's well, that, true. That's what I was going to ask about with your list, Alex. In years past. Um, well, and I know with Nick and Alex, or sorry, Nick and Simon this mm -hmm. year. 
that their list was just games that came out this year. Mine is also, to, so I'll do this clarifier, mine is also only games that came out in 2016 with two that made the list on a technicality. That's my <laughs> Okay. I think mine I think <laughs> mine were last year too. Yeah. But I think uh, my twenty fifteen list was all twenty fifteen games. Yeah. I, I I'm having fun uh, being so cryptic about this, but anybody can see this. I will say that my number one and my number two in the three years that I've done this, I've never been so torn about picking which one was gonna be number one. Um yeah. I like last year I did a tie and you can do that one year. I did that. I did that our first year. Exactly. You can't do it two years in a row. So I straight up, I had to I had to pick, okay, Alex, which criteria are the most important? And I did come down on a technical winner, but uh, they're sort of tied in my mind for different reasons. So I, I regret my tie. Oh, totally. Yeah, in hindsight. <laughs> Hindsight's 2020, dude. Yes. And, and this, but... this we don't have to be cryptic. Nick Nick's tie two years ago was Dragon Age Inquisition and Dark Souls 2? Two. 2. Yeah. So And I don't think I need to explain why Nick regrets that. So Yes, because Dark Souls 2 is amazing. <laughs> Should have been Dragon Age because Dark Souls sucks. Oh, no. I'm, no. I'm murdering Cody on the podcast. <laughs> He's stabbing him. I'm watching on, it. Online oh, no, murder. I'm dying. On but, uh... <laughs> And, and speaking of speaking of lists, I don't want to forget Cody. Um, the last time Cody was on an episode was like three episodes ago, episode one hundred. Yeah, and uh, he he shared his top games there too. Yep, which we agreed with XCOM two as game of the year. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you said that. And as much as I hate XCOM two, I fucking adore it. Yeah. It is it it's... is one of the best games this year. I have actually seen talk of it being rather disappointing for people this year, which I can't believe, but oh well, opinions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can understand, because I didn't really play XCOM Enemy Within very much, but... Oh, really? I I played it enough that, like, I bought it when it was on sale just right before 2 came out to get enough I played it. I played it at the end of the year last year Mm -hmm. for the first time. I mean, it didn't... It looked like it just kind of refined the mechanics and just had moderately different enemies but it didn't i i would argue that the enemies are quite different okay but 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 either way it doesn't change the game it's a sequel yeah (laughs) yeah it's a sequel for sure but yeah well nick i feel like this will it made me very happy and i don't even have any measurable love for XCOM because I've never played it. But this is a a random side note I have to bring up. So my dad has been on me for a long time about watching a movie called 13 Days. Long story short, it's about uh, when the Soviets had missiles in Cuba in the 60s, I think. 60s. Yeah, in the 60s, yeah. So, and and what the JFK, what JFK's (coughs) administration did uh, to stand up to them. And they actually formed a committee called XCOM. Yeah, I knew. I was pretty sure that was a real thing. Well, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And by the way, just as, <laughs> as another side note, uh, I've been watching a lot of movies that are exposing me to things that we didn't learn anything about in school, and I hate our education system. So, Like what? Um, okay, so that's a good example, 13 Days. Uh, imitation Game, uh, which is the best movie I've seen in like a couple years. That name sounds familiar. It's it's a movie. Is that a recent one? It's, it's a movie about Alan uh, Alan Turing, aka the the AI test. Turing test. Yeah, Turing test. 
Uh, just so everybody knows, Alan Turing arguably won World War II for the Allies. Just throwing that out there. Uh, we didn't learn about him in school. And then even stuff like Hacksaw Ridge, which was in theaters recently. about I remember uh, you mentioning yeah, that. Yeah, conscientious, conscientious objector and saved dozens and dozens of lives and never fired a, never carried a gun. It's just like unbelievable, really. But yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff that just the one thing that we have no emphasis on in in our education system is like teaching about American history and no wonder yeah. we're such a screwed up <laughs> nation. Like we, we don't learn from class. our mistakes. Well, I believe. To be fair with the education system, you have to start out teaching kids in a very child-friendly way that it's like, oh, Christopher Columbus came and discovered America, and then he was friends with the Indians. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then, we didn't tell him that he was sort of a genocidal Yeah, and then you find out later that he gave them blankets full of smallpox. Yeah, yeah oh it's kind of so A, a <laughs> mechanic <laughs> in Assassin's Creed 3, I believe, yeah. I think that was yeah. one of those side quests. Yep. Yeah, no, but, it, it's... You have to no, I teach know. them one way and then completely unteach yeah, them Yeah, and the show other them it, that's that's true. All, all I'm saying is like again, I never the Alan Turing story specifically never heard this man's name mentioned mentioned in any of my schooling at any age, and I resent that. I had to learn Definitely from a not. Hollywood movie. Which is gross. I know I know only of Turing because of the Turing test. Yeah, that's the only reason I knew also. Which was also a game released in 2016, and and but, a, um, and a movie Ex Machina. <laughs> like, uh, sure, yeah, I'm sure. I'm learning it was a from movie. Hollywood, and that makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a movie sick. Ex Machina was really good. I did not play the Turing Test. It was from the developers of a game you liked, Alex Numa. Yes, I did like Numa a lot. Yeah, actually, it was on an honorable mention list last year. Right. Yep. Yeah, I haven't heard much about the Turing Test actually. Like weirdly, nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't know if. It was any good. Yeah. But just speaking of AI, I want to revisit real quick. I played the Talos Principle this year. Yep. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning of 2016, which I did leave off of my list because it was not a 2016 release. Ah, okay. But it would have been on there otherwise. You should play the Talos Principle. It is on PC and PS4. Yeah. Now I have the ability. I have no excuse now. It is a must-play. Yeah, I thought about getting it only because of how much you praised it on the podcast, Nick. But it I is really get it that is the goal so. of what we do. It is so so good in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, that is on my PS4 list now that I have access to it. Because I, yes. as much as I and, and I do give it love on my list, I admit it. But as uh, I'm not going to spend too much time with Let It Die because. Oh man, Nick has poured dozens of hours into it, and you're sort of nowhere. <laughs> you oh <know>? God, <laughs> like, it's it sounds it, it seemingly becomes a very free to play game. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, and, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's so much fun. But I mean, it it it's challenging at my level when I have fewer than ten hours in. So, yeah, and I, uh, I I was not sure if we should talk about Let It Die or if we should. Let, let it die. Should we let it die? Die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, we're, uh, we're at twenty-five minutes. Uh, give it a five-minute segment. Um, I have made it to the sixteenth floor, which is another mid-boss. 
for the second, in quotes, stage, I guess. Like, the first stage is 10 floors, the second stage is another 10 floors, etc. But the 16th floor's boss is a reuse of the 6th floor's boss in the first 10 levels, which was annoying, and I was bothered that they just reused something. Sure. Mm -hmm. But, um... It just gets really fucking hard. Yeah. Like, it, it gets really hard because you now... the I And I mentioned this on Twitter. Like, you get haters and invaders based on the highest grade fighter you have. Which, it's a star-based system and their max level. I'm up to grade 3. The max level of a grade 3 fighter is like 70 or something. And so the minute you have a grade three fighter tied to your account, even if it's level one, you can get maxed out haters and invaders into your game. No matter what yeah. fighter you're using, what right. level you are, what floor you're on. And that seems a little silly. That is stupid. Yeah. That, that is really stupid. And you can get killed in one hit from a high level. Not, let, let's even put it this way. Not even a high-level fighter. The fact that somebody has played that far to get blueprints for weapons that are, you know, more powerful. Mm -hmm. You could get a low-level hater with very powerful weapons that kill you in one hit. And that's really stupid. Yeah, that, Be that's it's just sort of a, I guess, like a fundamental flaw. You know I, I, mean? think, I think it's a really just broken design flaw yeah like, that they probably couldn't test up until now yeah and they'll, they probably and, will fix it and it's likely something that will get fixed mm -hmm. so that's that's what i'm i have let it die on my list as a question mark because <laughs> i've played it a lot like i have a lot of time in that game and i really like it but it has a lot of problems that don't really surface until you dig deep into it yeah and that's why I feel like I haven't even seen enough to really have an opinion on it, which people reviewed this game this year. And and I don't believe they got far enough to to figure any I'm of that sure out. I'm sure the vast majority of those people haven't even played a fraction of the amount of time you put into it. Like it's and and I just I think it's something that will evolve. Yeah. And and I don't really think it's worth really criticizing too hard yet yeah well i agree that's how game reviews uh that is that's how they work yeah they get to play the game yeah. for 10 hours then they have to get the review within the end of the week mm -hmm. that's it. and it's also it's also based on everybody's experience which is totally subjective yep. and mm -hmm. yeah you're right yeah i um i did spend more money on it i i spent five more dollars so, <laughs> so we're, we're we're gonna keep a running total you're at ten dollars then right Yes, and, nice. and actually, I do want to give a public service announcement to anybody still playing it, because I am still playing it. Uh, for $5, you can get 30 death metal, which the original $5 I spent was only for 10 Oh, boy. And, and that 30 is a one-time purchase, which is one of those weird free-to-play things that nobody ever talks about. Right. Is limited purchases. Yeah. Are they, um, <clears throat> is that, uh, like a sale that's running right now to a certain It's date? not a sale. Oh, nice. So it's just it, it, one time you do that. One time you can buy that right. for that price and it's gone forever. I definitely because, remember that from the, from our Marvel mm -hmm. days. 
Yeah, because it's only it's based on your account, and you can only have one account because it's based on your PSN. So, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, cool. And um, there is a free pack available to everybody with PlayStation Plus, which Alex we talked about briefly. I was very surprised you do not have to have a PlayStation Plus account to play this game. Nope. Uh, which is which is a pretty good call. That is for yeah, a free to play. It's thing. extremely free to play. <laughs> yeah, it is extremely free to play. So EFTP. you can get a. You can get a free pack of legitimate stuff if you have Plus, which probably most PlayStation 4 owners have. Uh, so don't miss that. Who knows if it'll go away. If you're playing Let It Die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, don't buy it in advance. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of spending money on free-to-play games, I yes. recently spent money on a game called Heroes of the Storm. Yes. Blizzard's uh, version of MOBA. Is that like, what was on your screen there? Yes. Ah, okay. It's like uh, similar to Dota, League of Legends, any of those MOBA games. Yes. Um, Blizzard's version of it, even though the original Dota was made in a Blizzard game, is a custom game, but it's Weird their free-to-play history. game. <laughs> it has all of the iconic characters from all of their IPs from Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo. Uh, and they're all different playable heroes. Same as always, 5v5 waves of enemies going against each other. It's like reskinned. Yeah, more yeah. or less. Um, it has a pretty fundamental difference. The big difference is that in Dota, the objective is kill the enemy players, kill their base. And that's... They're ancient. Yeah, kill their ancient. That's the whole mechanic of the game. Mm -hmm. In this, each map you play has a different objective that helps you do that. So it'll be something like there will be a spot on the map that'll spawn. You have to go, and if your team controls it, you are slowly destroying their outer defenses with that objective point. Mm -hmm. Or you go and kill however many enemies, and it spawns a really big, strong... Uh, ally for you that goes and does the same thing goes and tears down their defenses until you get to their base um so it causes a lot more team fighting rather than just okay i'm going to go to this place and just kill there's no there's no solo hero and there's no jungling hero right right exactly it's yeah it's a lot more team based than based on the individual and it's not for the most part, most games never fall out of that. It's like, all right, I'm going to lose this game, and it's going to take 45 minutes for it to happen. This one, <laughs> game oh my lasts God. 20 minutes right. at most. So really? it's not a huge time investment. 20, 30 minutes? I, I played a little bit of this game uh, when it was finally available to everybody mm-hmm. because it was in beta for a long time. And... um. I may have talked about it on the podcast, like one of our earlier episodes. I don't remember. But I don't remember it being shorter, but it's been a long time. So maybe now that people are used to how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. might have. It. I didn't really play a lot when it first came out. Um, I've only really. I definitely didn't play a lot either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I only played when. I probably played maybe six months ago for a little while, and then I've been playing a lot recently the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, games last 20, 30 minutes. It's not a huge time investment to play. 
um, for in terms of spending money, each week they put five or six heroes on free. That is just anyone can play them. No limitation on picking them. And then every week it changes them out. Um, or you can spend in-game currency that you earn through playing games, or you can spend real-world money to just straight-up buy them and you have them available all the time. Right. So that's what I've spent money on. Buying them in bundles because buying them individually is ridiculous. Of course, you got to get the best deal. Of course. Yeah. you, you got to get the, the signature best deal that is almost always on one of the higher priced bundles for these games yes mm -hmm. of course but uh have you so i know this is a recent thing and heroes of the storm is i feel like a one of the few examples where it's based around specific characters that you can pay for slash rotate out, which I think League does. League does that, correct? Mm -hmm. And has been doing that forever. But just disclaimer, I know nothing about League of Legends. That That is one game in this style of game that I have never, ever played. I've never seen anything. I don't care about it. So just assume we know nothing about that <laughs> as we talk about this. Um, for Heroes of the Storm, does that throw off balance of anything do you think it throws off balance of like team makeup it, it can and it can't um like I is mean, it is it as critical to have tanks and healers and whatever in heroes of the storm well that's the thing is that some of the strongest heroes are the cheapest in terms of in-game currency you can get them after oh. playing like five games Oh, okay. So you just get in, you start getting a feel for it, and then you have access to some of the best characters that there are. Okay. Um, so it can throw off balance, depending on who's on the free or the rotation. You'll see them a lot more in the games. And it's just a matter of... Of course, yeah. Once you play it enough, you learn how to adjust your play style based on who you're fighting against. Because, like... So, some does heroes it, are much more aggressive. Some are, they play better if they play a little more passive. And you just need to know how to play against them. Does it show you who everybody's picking? Like, um, like Dota and stuff? Yeah, on the load screen yeah. going into the match, if you pick, you pick who you're starting with if you're doing quick match like I am. Yeah. You pick the one hero you have, and then it will bait, and then it'll put your team all together. And sometimes it'll have where there will be no support characters because uh, nobody likes to play them. Um, but it won't ever... It'll always kind of balance the two teams. If there's no support on one team, there will be no support on the other team. It'll balance based on the matchmaking. Correct. Versus leaving it up to everybody playing like Overwatch where it'll tell you, hey, you don't have any support characters or you don't have any tank characters or right. whatever. I wonder if that should be in Heroes of the Storm. Um, Cause like if they, but that would that seems like a pretty radical change. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you play it. Cause you can do it where it's just a quick matches and it just slaps ten people together and right. sends them out into a match. And then you can yeah. also queue to play where you have to draft your team, where you see who picks what one by one. Like ban banning and stuff, like right. uh, in Dota, yeah. Yep, 
That's what I I never so like I didn't play Heroes of the Storm enough to see any of this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, my my best example is when we were playing Heroes of New Earth. Oh that man, that was that was my most played MOBA and with Cody. With um, the, what was it? The Witch Slayer. I loved the hell out of Heroes of New Earth. I played Witch Slayer, <laughs> or no, was it Witch Slayer? Yeah, I think it was Witch Slayer, Pyromancer. Dude, I oh, yeah. I loved diving deep into a MOBA at least once. Like mm-hmm. it was really fun. And now all those people basically play Dota, I think. Yeah. And I don't feel like doing that. I played I played Dota like once or twice with you guys, and I was just like, eh. No, I, we have. I just can't. We have one friend that plays Dota that has. He's gotten better, but he still has a significant problem with playing Dota. Yeah. It. Your lifer. Th- <laughs> he, there's those he, games. He remains unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> there's those games like like Dota and all and stuff like that. Lol like League of Legends and whatever, like, you, oh. you're lifers. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems to really only suck in and specific people that will only really play that after a point. Like, that's all they're worried if about. You have a, if you have a very addictive personality, you should absolutely stay away from games like these. Well, <laughs> I, I did want... I, the, the positive I was going <laughs> to head towards there is that, like, the fact that a game can have that much depth and appeal is astoundingly impressive oh absolutely nobody here is going to argue that that is crazy yep like i know the the thing with dota for me is that i'm very much what dota players always call like the casual and it's like i'll get on play three or four games with friends (laughs) (laughs) but i'll play with a couple people play with friends for a couple games and then call it a day but there's such an in-depth intricate knowledge to every character yes. and every item that you can have yeah. on every item that it's just too much. You know what's funny as I love how that lingo or jargon or whatever you want to call it it always starts at somewhere and then it stems out to the rest of the video game community across all platforms and all games and I feel like Dota is the Reddit of video games. Like, Reddit is definitely a specific subset of the internet. Well, yeah, but I also I also sort of call it the de facto throne of the internet. I don't know. There's something like it seems like things stem from there, whether it's a, a new uh, ethnic or some sort of derogatory slur, and then all of yeah. a sudden it's everywhere. You know, and it, it's the same thing you said, casuals. I had never heard that before uh, until I played Gears 4. And people were saying, I heard people saying casual. And I was like, first of all, that's so stupid. Second wow. of all, yeah, I was like, that that comes from somewhere else. It didn't start in Gears. It sure as hell didn't start on consoles even. It starts at, at the PC level. Mm-hmm. And totally. usually something totally. with that, that um, I don't know, like that that life, like you're saying, you you play that for life. It's like a lifestyle almost, you know? Yeah. It really is, uh, and and I mean we know we know people like that. Yeah, yeah, know, and, with, and I'm not criticizing MOBAs. it. Like you said, it's extremely no. it's impressive that a game can do that, and and quite frankly, those people are uh, they're saving a lot of money, you know, because that's all they do yeah. instead of buying a bunch of different games. Yeah. The the one term that did back to the term thing that stemmed out of gears that uh, listener, if you say this, we may or may not have trouble getting along in real life, but. <laughs> I, I whenever oh, people when people were getting blown apart by shotguns, they were using the term body as a verb. Like getting bodied. Bodied. Yeah, and wow. and obviously me and all of my friends, we all 
adopted it as an extremely sarcastic like we would you know bs with each other about it dude you got bodied yeah yeah or like dude get bodied you know that kind of (laughs) thing but but get bodied yeah you can tell whenever it's somebody like us saying it versus somebody saying it like i'm awesome get bodied and it's like dude take a step back you know analyze what's going on in your life (laughs) you're you're taking gears of war yeah serious exactly (laughs) which the most not fluid sticky i know whatever you guys third person shooter you guys like, it's number 10 on my list i'm sorry uh t- to be fair it made it for the same reasons that good games got kicked off i swear to god gears of war's best criterion for being on my list was that it came out in 2016 so, well, and also you, you like you have the multiplayer thing I, with people. Like and, it could be, it could be the worst game yep, ever. And I said that in the description. I did yeah. not, nor do I plan to p- play the campaign. Uh, but it did. Yep. It, this is verbatim in my review. I did recapture some of the magic from the old Gears Glory days. So interesting with, with a big group of friends in the online community. So yeah, like it's it's deserving of number ten. Nothing past that, but definitely number ten. Yeah, like uh, uh, a listener mentioned us talking about our bottom 10 or bottom games of 2016. Oh, yeah, talking about the worst ones. Gears of War 4 is totally one of mine. (laughs) Like it because I didn't play any of the multiplayer stuff because I didn't want to and didn't care. Yep. Like it was so much of the same that it was the most unremarkable game I played in 2016. Like it was, it was like I stepped back to the first time I had a 360 with the first Gears of War. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, like it was just like, oh yeah, uh, they did this about eight years ago. So, I, I was gonna cool. lick, look lick up. I hate myself. I was gonna look lick up. it up. <laughs> Bird up. I was gonna look up who said that. <laughs> And uh, I think it was on Facebook, so I can't at, at the moment. It but. was it was Facebook or Instagram. Sorry, listener, we very much appreciate you. Yes, and uh, that that may be a topic that we end up broaching at some point. Yeah, so. that that was why I wasn't spending a ton of time on it. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it might be something later. Uh, we can certainly move wherever we want from this, but while we're on the whole listener feedback, all that good stuff, topics. Um, this holiday season, I would refer to as a smashing success with feedback and stuff. And, and smashing. The, yes, and the whole uh, bumper sticker thing. We love you guys. Thank thank you for everybody. As weird as it sounds, thank you for everybody who requested one because that is awesome. We appreciate you. We've had a couple of listeners and supporters take pictures of them on their car, which is so freaking awesome. Thank you for that. Very um, crazy. Also, welcome I, welcome to the internet. Yeah, <laughs> we we love all you guys, but I do have to give a special shout out, Harry in the UK. You're my dog. Thank you for being our UK envoy. I love that. So yeah. he yes. we we actually sent some overseas for him while the Royal Mail Service was on strike, so they didn't come in time for Christmas. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> he did get them several days ago, so. Uh, he I blame a, Brexit. <laughs> he, I gave him some extras since they made an extra long journey. But just again, thank you all. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Yes, thank you for sure. Um, happy fucking New Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll twenty seventeen we'll cannot come soon. We'll enough. see what twenty seventeen brings for two v one and our our fans. Two v one and the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I played some other games over break. 
I uh, I did play some Overwatch a little Ooh, bit. I played the everybody's holiday. favorite game of 2016, apparently. Holy fucking shit! Yeah, like come on, Overwatch is a good game, but come on, yeah, like it's not that good. <laughs> like it, it's it's on like every single top ten I've ever seen. Like I think, whatever. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that everyone was so tired of the first person shooter with Call of Duty and Battlefield and uh, granted, I know everyone loved Titanfall too. But it's the only other first-person shooter I can think of. But the Overwatch... ten people that bought Titanfall two, hey, right? <laughs> with, with us being like three of them. Yes. <laughs> um, but Overwatch was such a good overhaul on the experience of a first-person shooter. It totally is something. It's a fair assessment. Appro- approachable, accessible, light-hearted, and joyous for anyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyone that plays video games. Totally. I understand that. It also gets old as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, it it does not have as much depth as I hoped it would. And I played a lot. I played a good bit of Overwatch. Let's say, let's not say a lot. Played a good bit of Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shit on it. it. Didn't make my top 10. Made a lot of people's top 10. It's a and, good and game. And not only a lot of people's top 10, but number one. And it's just yeah. like accessibility yeah. alone is not a criterion for number one sta- uh, status. Yeah. I don't think so. So, but I yeah, it's so. a subjective thing. So. I, um, I did play the holiday thing, which the snowball the only reason I br- fight. Yeah. The only <laughs> reason I brought it up was because I thought that was really fun because it was a one hit kill mode where you just shot snowballs at people. Everybody played as may the ice chick mm-hmm. and like you had to you had one shot and then you had to reload at specific points on the map and it reminded me of a a custom thing i would play in doom 2 which was with rail guns which was not a gun in doom 2 <laughs> but it was a gun in the custom server stuff that i played back yep. in the day yep. mm-hmm. um which i loved it was great the whole rail gun thing was so funny because you could do one shot kills from f- so far away and the same thing, like, it revived that feeling for me in Overwatch with this snowball fight mode. Like, doing one-shot kills was really fun. I actually, I, I spent, like, two nights playing a good bit of that game. Uh, again, just because of that mode, which was sweet. Like, I, the reason Overwatch isn't in my personal top ten is because I didn't play it a ton. Like, it didn't make me stick with it like most shooters but the event stuff, I'm really looking forward to them doing more with. Mm-hmm. And I I will totally always have it installed on my PC to see what they do. Like, I want I want to see events like this. I want to see the weird modes that they come up with. Just even if it's for a night, like, that's awesome. That's totally worth it. Yeah, Blizzard's always really good about that. World of Warcraft, in particular, has always had any time an event is going on, like the Olympics or a seasonal or holiday mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, always they're putting something in their games for it. Even yeah. touching back on it, here's the Storm has a game going on right now for their winter brawl that they have snowballs that add an extra mechanics to the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I, even Rocket I, I, League gives you holiday stuff, which I love. So yeah. Awesome. Speaking of Rocket Ro- League, didn't they just add 
a new like expansion for it, adding like power ups into the game. Uh, they they did that a while ago. Was that a while ago? Yeah, okay. but, but yeah, it's it's a rumble I never, mode. I never played any it, of that. And dude, it's funny because especially if you're in a slump, it's a good thing to switch to and play one or two of because it's so stupid and fun. And they added yeah, my, they added a couple new arenas since you've played Nick. They have they have an underwater one. They they have a new relatively new one at this point. It's a hexagon. I love the map. I love the hexagon. shape. It's like outer space themed. It's cool. Except, oh my god, I hate the announcer. It's like over over a uh, almost like a walkie-talkie. You hear like a noise where he comes on and says something, and then for some reason the little blip noise that it makes when he stops talking, I want to throw my controller through my TV. It makes <laughs> it makes me so mad. And I guarantee you, anybody who's listening to this and plays League, they know what I'm talking about. It's so irritating. So here's a case for podcast games. My time with Rocket League, I was always listening to podcasts there you go. or music. Yeah, that's a good so, call. Yeah. So I would have never even heard any of that. I'm I'm usually drinking and BSing with my friends or else. With, with people actually playing <laughs> yes. with people, yeah, right? But like, that's, some, that's a game where you're doing something else. You're either talking to people or you're podcast, or you're listening to a podcast, listening to music, whatever. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love Rocket League. I, my time with Rocket League was... Um, was last year for the most part it was solo like PC. i had a, or ps4 yeah, and i had a on? lot of i played on pc okay um i got a free copy of that with my steam link and controller which is super funny yeah <laughs> rocket league was given away for free on every almost every platform in some way or another which is weird and it's so successful yeah but uh yeah rocket league is really great I imagine it's in your top ten, Alex. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I have it, it, put it is. weeks of my life into that game. Yeah. I. I mean, I definitely didn't play that much. One. But, one, yeah. one of the. One of the things that made it so important to me is it was legitimately a significant part of my life. Just like people playing Dota. It's yeah. Me and or a group of. And on any given night, uh, we have a Google Hangouts chat of like seven or eight people, and that's not including Nick, Josh, or Cody for the listeners, uh, for them to understand this. And it's just like, when are we getting on tonight? You know, and, and on any yeah. given night, you have at least three or four people to play with or whatever. And oh my, I mean, I still play it. I play it at least weekly, usually every couple of days. So yeah, it's crazy. It's just such so much fun. It is. Rocket League Goatee 2016 for Xbox One specifically. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played I played another game this this past two days actually, and I won't spend a ton of time on this because neither of you probably even know what it is. Um, Oxen Free, which is a adventure game. It's a classic adventure game. It's on every system. So it's on PC, Xbox, PS4. Um, side-scrolling, classic adventure game. Only they they sort of did the whole dialogue thing like Telltale games, where as you're talking to people, it brings up options and you pick one. And at the end of the game, it tells you so and so did whatever. This percentage of players sure. did this. Yeah. And um, the only reason I played it was one, it was significantly on sale months ago so it's probably currently on these holiday sales too um 
but also it topped a couple game of the year lists and i was and i remember it getting hyped when it first came out i think it came out early in 2016 like february or something or like march so it's an indie game it's very small it's only about two hours long i mean at least for me and it's a weird thing i can't spoil it obviously but the fact that people had it on their top 10 list is baffling to me um it was very slow paced. You moved around the map at an in, like an excruciatingly slow pace. Like I every time I had to walk, I wanted to die. <laughs> and then and and I understand the whole point is the focus on dialogue, which so I've complained about Telltale games like they have those dumb adventure game scenarios where you have to walk around an environment and figure stuff out. Yep. <laughs> well, think if they added backtracking oh, Lord. to Telltale Games. Nope. That, that would actually so, be the line I'd have to draw. So, Oxenfree only does that, like, halfway through, or about two-thirds the way through, and it's very minimal unless you unless you force yourself to backtrack, which I don't know why anybody would, but I'm sure people did. And it just ultimately was not anything worthwhile. Like, it had a good story that didn't work at the end like i just thought it had a lot going for it and then all of a sudden it didn't at all kind of like firewatch this year um it had a very good look like this 2d painted background uh stuff that is beautiful but then it had these character models that were 3d polygonal things that looked like shit against (laughs) this 2d painted backdrop and i was like why would you do this like, I, I don't understand why that was a choice because it detracted from the visual experience. Um, had great music, though. And it, it had a Twin Peaksy vibe. Hmm. Um, it, it, was like, it was like Twin Peaks meets Lovecraft, sort of. But that sounds way better than it actually is. I was going to say, that sounds really great. <laughs> yeah. It, I just, I don't know. Like, I'd love to spoil it, and since neither of you played it, I don't, there's no point in even discussing, but just listener beware of Oxen Free. Yeah. <laughs> if you see it on some top 10 lists, it is okay. Go in with tempered expectations. It is, it is seriously just okay. It's like not that great at all. But, you know, it's another indie game from a new random studio of people, you know, who knows what they did in the past. Looking forward to what they do next. You know, like... Sure. A first step. A good first step. Good jumping off point. Yeah. But I have not really played anything else. I've been playing Ratchet & Clank, but I'm not going to talk about Ratchet & Clank. (laughs) Like, what a known quantity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the remaster is seriously amazing. If you have a PS4, you should play it. Especially if you never played the old ones, but... Specifically, if you... If you played the old ones... I think you're like obligated to play it, but if you've never played any Ratchet and Clank game, it's it's a nice trip back in time of 3D platformers that were still very good. That series really redefined some things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that that was that's easily one of my favorite series of the PS2 Xbox generation. Like, wow, yep, just just wow, the stuff that they did with 3D platforming and and third person shooting actually. Like totally, 
way way before anything like Gears of War or Resident Evil 4, I believe. I think the first Ratchet and Clank was significantly prior to Resident Evil 4. I could be wrong. But yeah. yeah. By the way, I just wanted to note that as a listener, I feel obligated to go watch Twin Peaks. I've never watched it. And one in every 20 You'll games, never I finish say, it. Hold on. You guys will reference a game and say it has a Twin Peaks vibe, mm-hmm. and that means nothing. To so, me. okay, we need, <laughs> just real quick, we need to, we're going to take a Twin Peaks moment here. Surrealism. Um, yeah. So, Nick and I love David Lynch. He is yes. a legendary, accoladed director, but. Also, not for everybody. Uh, he was one of the co. Absolutely not. Yeah, actually, definitely not. <laughs> he was uh, yeah. one of the co-creators of Twin Peaks, which this was a show in the '90s. There were only two seasons of it, um, and then it ended. I'll just say abruptly. And the the call oh classic, the, the 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 followers of the show, myself included, and of course Nick and I watched it in into adulthood. We didn't watch it way back then because we were like two years old, but. It, it is, it's one of those things where you'll know whether or not you're into it. I'd say, well, for anybody who's going to be into it, you'll be into it on in the first episode. But, yes. um, I mean, maybe even two or three and you know, you'll know pretty quickly. But basically, it's the whole, uh, to give something that's more relatable for a wider audience, it's, it's sort of like the Stephen King idea of small town with a veneer of everything's fine, everything's good here. But there's actually incredible evil behind the scenes, just afflicting everything, and everything's sure. insane. The, th- the The big difference is that that's an over that's a recurring theme in Stephen King works, but with uh, in Twin Peaks specifically, there is a an intentional level of quirkiness and fun and humor and cheesiness into it. And it's it's an unsettling show. Unsettling with, is a great word. It's it's disturbing, but endearing yeah like all of all of the characters (laughs) all of the characters are super quirky and relatable and um small town you know like if i grew up in a component of it yeah like you know you know the person who runs the diner yeah you know the local cop like you know cop singular (laughs) yeah single cop and maybe two maybe there's two cops the sheriff and the deputy yeah, like it's 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 a dialogue-driven show mm-hmm. with quirkiness, but it's also super dark and scary. Yeah. Like it, and a lot it of is, shitty things is, happen le- in it. It is legitimately fucked up <laughs> and weird. Yep. Like I remember I rewatched all of Twin Peaks within the last like 2 years and I remember being afraid that's like, awesome. I, I was sitting, I was watching it by myself, and I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. Like, what it, what is happening in the show, the music, it 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 has really consistent uh, music oh, that, like, you, when it goes back to it. overused over yeah, and over, over, but we love it. <laughs> but, it, but again, it goes back to endearing. Like, yeah. you hear that music, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, this you, is a dark moment. You know oh, what to expect from the scene. That's yes. what's so funny about it. Yes, like like when it it does this really just like low. I know what you're thinking. Thing. I can. It, hear. it does it. It does this real low synth, where like you know shit's about to get real, and they're talking about like oh they just made some major discovery about what's happening in the town, or whenever like Dale Cooper 
Kyle MacLachlan, the lead character, who is returning for the next season of Twin Peaks, yeah. which is coming back, and we didn't mention. Yes. But um, you know when like his weird quirkiness is showing up, and he's like super happy and upbeat. Meanwhile, he's talking about people getting murdered, and there's weird. He's talking stuff into going his tape on. recorder, by the way, and about all and of he's this. He's Diane. talking to a he's talking to a person that does not exist into his third person recorder, yep. and it's like so strange. And, like it's so strange. And, and two things off of that, Nick. Unless you, I, I know we have some really baller intro music now. Uh, thank you, also listener. Oh, geez, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry. I know your name started with a J. I want to say Jesse, but I could be wrong. I'm sorry. But uh, thank you for the compliment on the new intro music. But uh, you, it was Jesse. Yeah, you may I remember. You may have to start this episode with that foreboding Twin Peaks music. That we I was thinking about. that, or the <laughs> or the it. amazing intro sequence music of Twin Peaks. That, oh, oh man, I'm I'm torn. I actually can't wait to listen to what you do. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> but Twin and Twin then, Peaks has an incredible opening credit sequence. Yeah, it just makes you satisfied and happy Which, to be alive. Which David Lynch somehow managed to pigeonhole his, or not pigeonhole, just shoe in his fear of industrialization into this fucking show <laughs> that he co-wrote with somebody else that it, it is not about industrialization I know, I, really I can, at all. I can just see him talking to Mark Frost and be like, listen, if you don't let me include this element, I'm not doing this with you. Like, listen, this has to be in this show. <laughs> listen, lumber mill. Yeah. Yeah, just just lumber mill. Yeah. Like I understand lumber mill was a part of some major characters in Twin Peaks, mm -hmm. but it really wasn't a focus of the show at all. Yeah, it was one of those like, things. The characters were built around the mill, not vice versa. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, so listener, now that you have not listened to us talk about Twin Peaks, yeah, um, go watch if it. If you really, if you really need a frame of reference, Alan Wake. Yeah, totally. Alan Wake. Yeah, Alan Wake is. Probably the best depiction of a Twin Peaks vibe. Well, next next up is Deadly Premonition. I was gonna say Deadly Premonition is, in my opinion, unequivocally number one. Yeah, but it's also Deadly ex Premonition is probably number one. It's but extremely who knows inaccessible. What Deadly Premonition is. Yeah, I mean, even as as near and dear as I hold that game to my heart, I cannot, in good faith, I hate everything. I was trying to mix uh, Latin and Seath. English here, idiot. Seath. Um, in good faith, I cannot tell another human being to play that game. I'll tell you to watch it. I'll tell you to watch it. Let's play. Definitely do not play. play Deadly Premonition. But seriously, I mean, character for character, it's like yes. a lot of the plot lines. Like it is Twin Peaks, and that's because Swery, Fran the Francis York Morgan, is, is Dale Cooper. Two hundred percent Dale Cooper. Yes, not one hundred percent. Yeah. So there you go, Yodi. Now you know what Twin Peaks is, and so do our listeners. I don't quiz, quiz, Cody. Yeah. What is Twin Peaks? <laughs> uh, it's a TV show from the '90s. Yes, got it. Satisfactory. Yes. Who in a, is David in a, Lynch? In a lot of ways, it's very '90s. So, totally, that is accurate. Yeah, man, Twin Peaks is really good. I'm really happy everybody, with how this episode turned out. Everybody that everybody that is still with us, if you have Netflix, you should watch Twin give Peaks it a whirl. and just give it a chance. The worst yeah. thing that will happen is you'll watch two episodes and decide it's not your cup of coffee. In that case, I'm going to say coffee because Dale Cooper loves yes. coffee and cherry pie. Yes. So. F.K.
in the coffee. Now, now we're doing, we're going to deadly premonition. We're, see, you can just bounce back and forth and actually get confused. Yeah, so good. I Dale love you, Cooper swearing. Is the, Dale <laughs> Cooper is the image of one of our earliest episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like episode nine or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks primer. Um, <laughs> don't play oxen free. And maybe, do read our game of the year lists. Or maybe Those are the three it, main play, takeaways. Yeah, read our game of the year list at two v one podcast dot com. Um, I guess we're at an episode length. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And 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 I'll just I, I'll say uh, on behalf of all of us, we hope all of you had a merry Christmas, happy holidays. I hope you're still enjoying a holiday if you're still celebrating something. If you're waiting for your holiday, we hope you enjoy that as well. And something I I think this relates to everybody. Uh, everybody, we want you to have a, a happy new year. We're looking, we thank you again for all your support and everything. This was definitely the most exciting year for 2v1. And we're looking forward totally. to, to seeing what uh, 27, 2017 has in store for us. 27. 27. That sounds like a great year. Actually, the year seven sounds That's really when a lot too. of people died. And that's when a lot of those uh, 70s rock icons and whatever died was at 27. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, you yeah, never heard, heard that? About that. Yeah. So, fuck. Uh, but, uh, that means I could have a very dark year coming up next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm 27 <laughs> now, so maybe I'll be dead. Finger- but <laughs> With any luck. Uh, <laughs> ha- happy New Year. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to talk about some board games I played over Christmas, that but we don't fun. really have to do that. Uh I just thought they were funny and stupid, and I never get a chance to play board games. I'm sorry, Mike, when you hear this. I know we will play things at some point. Well, um, there there is a Dark Souls board game coming out. We we need to get back to that as a not even a society that would imply just America as a civilization. We need to get back to board games because dude, it's a I great, had a blast. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I played Pictionary at Thanksgiving, and I was experiencing levels of euphoria I haven't accessed in quite some time. I mean, it was great. Yeah. So, and that's not technically a board. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. You have a board and you move. Yeah, that's line, totally so. a board. Yeah. Cool. So, hey, I mentioned it last time. If you have friends, play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yogi is the D and D resident expert. Play the most involved time <laughs> investment wise game, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> that requires the utmost preparation, creativity, preparation player size etc hey you know what we get together and play it every week every week if we don't play people are upset yeah yeah it, it ruins your week yeah so yodi i'm not knocking to, on it at all yeah yodi wants you guys to play D and I will settle if you get in a room with your friends and drink and do something fun that would be great because people don't even do that anymore so get together with friends and just do good social things. I do want to point out that the only reason that I am sick and possibly sound weird on this episode is because I came in contact with other people, <laughs> yeah. which I fear. As soon as Nick loathe. does that, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your so immune keep system that in mind. is non-existent. So that, <laughs> Nick, is, Nick is warning you. There, it, this fun comes at a cost. Yeah, it comes at a cost of your health. <laughs> I can't wait for New Year's. Yes, yes, I am a hermit. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm of. gonna have a month long illness again. I just know it. 
I'll take some more echinacea. I'll prepare for war with my body. Yes, and we were talking prior to the podcast that echinacea sounds like a Final Fantasy item. It does. It only reminds me of that because of panacea or panacea or however you say that. I think it's panacea. The the all-cure. Yes. Of everything. Uh, everybody knows the, the cure-all is trape- trapezohedrons from Farming Toices. Farm Adamant Toices. That's for you, Final Mike. Final Fantasy 13, <laughs> the, game, the, the game that turned you off forever from Final Fantasy. Yeah, right. The, the, en- the, end of, the beginning of the end. Yeah. The, the end of the end. <laughs> Here we thank go. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Bye, Cody. Bye.